question of the day. Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now or know now everything your future self will learn? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to age five, knowing everything I know now. Mm-hmm. Or stay the same age I'm at now, but know everything my future self knows. We'll learn. Exactly. Ooh, so have okay. all of your future learnings downloaded to your brain right now. Or go back in time and know everything that you know up to this point. I think my future learnings... Because I feel like if I knew everything I knew right now at five, I would be a traumatized child. Like, <laughs> we going to have riots in 2020. Like, we going to, you know, all this stuff is happening. Like, I think I would know too much for five. Got it. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with future self. I think my answer is the same, but it's a little different. The only reason I would not want to go back, um, not it wouldn't be based upon what I would know. It just would be because I like feel like the things that I've learned and have gone through have made me the person I am today. So had I knew all, I would be a totally different person. Facts. And I don't regret, you know, anything that's happened in my life. So I think I would uh, definitely say future self, but just because I wouldn't want to change any who I am or, you know, anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. We would miss some dope stuff like we have some memories some dope memories from some jacked up experience (laughs) no for sure for sure um yeah so okay well we're on the same page finally for a question of the day wow awesome (laughs) all right then Episode four of a thin line between life and what the fuck the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Desiree and I'm CK. Welcome back to our podcast. Before we dive in, we first just want to say thank you to everyone for all of the love and support that we've received thus far. Um, oh it's God. been amazing. We yes. greatly appreciate it. And we're super, you know, excited and happy that you guys are enjoying the content so far. So there's definitely a lot more to come. So, yes, yay. thank you. Thank we you. We got so many views and feedback and likes and all types of stuff. It's dope. Thank y'all. Y'all are real ones. So yeah. stay tuned. Um, but let's dive into today's discussion. So Um, Today is not a discussion I'm particularly excited to talk about because it's like a tough reality um, that I feel like all of us can say we've been living um, this reality for some time now. But even before us, it's gone on for hundreds of years. Um, So we want to discuss the current state of racism um, in America is how I say it with KKK with KKK America. Yeah, America, like, and, like, what's going on? Like, we had a totally different topic we were talking about today that we had planned to talk about. We were like, nope, that's, like, we need to reroute this. Like, and I completely agree because it's just a lot going on. Um, So, like, Des, like, I guess we can just start. Like, L.A. is, like, super crazy right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Just crazy as fuck. Um, I don't know if you guys have gotten, like, the curfew implemented, but just, like, the state of where we are right now, the National Guard has been dispatched to L.A., um, and they are, like, surveillancing, even right now. Like, so the curfew doesn't go into effect until after 8 p.m. in certain areas, but even in other areas, it's as early as 4 p.m. So, Sheesh. yeah, four, they just sent that out. So, like, 4 p.m. Um, in L.A. County, you cannot be outside you can't be on your porch you can't be outside your apartment building like it's crazy like the cops are acting really crazy i'm not surprised right i mean that's kind of the Mm -hmm. nature of what we've known them to be but i mean i've seen just some crazy videos anyway are you guys on lockdown how like what's going on there not that i know of um i do know recently we had uh some protesters and then we had some other people, which uh, we'll get into later, but we had some protesters and then we had some um, other people who had other agendas like 
looting and stuff like that um, just to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's gotten mixed in with the protesters. So it makes people think, oh, they are not protesting. They are looting. And it's like, correction, right. people are protesting. But people are taking advantage of this opportunity to do shit that they shouldn't be doing anyways. Right. Um, so you lived here. So we have Deep Ellum in Dallas, uh, which is like kind of our real chill spot where you kind of go kick it, dress however, bars, you know, restaurants, whatever. Um, they went from downtown with their protests and then took it to Deep Ellum mm -hmm. and they messed up a whole bunch of stores and restaurants. They wiped out like, yep. this shoe store. So sad. Mm -hmm. um, but the crazy part is like they were like black owned businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same here. Um, I've even seen like there were I can't think of her name right now, but it was someone that I followed. Uh, she ha it, she lives in Dallas and she has like a boutique downtown. It's like a clothing store. Guns and Roses. Yes, her. Yes. And I was so sad to see that. Uh, just because I know it's so hard, like be already being a person of color to get like loans, to be able to get downtown, like downtown, it's really hard. It's expensive anywhere. So to be able to say like you're a one, a young woman, black business owner, you have a really dope space, like in downtown, like of a Metro city, like that's a really huge accomplishment. Um, there were also two other girls that I follow on Instagram. They have like a consignment shop from Atlanta and they're like, they're down there with like, all the like well-known brands so like the gucci's and like uh what is it in atlanta bucket in bucket mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so like they're down there and like they work their ass off i remember seeing them like um growing their business and like all their stuff was just destroyed all of their like designer items that they had on sale like just you know stolen and it's it's really sad and i try to be mindful not to say we shouldn't do this because um on one side of the spectrum, I understand that everyone is angry and frustrated and tired. And like when we want justice and we haven't seen it for so long, um, you know, you're just reacting. You're in the moment. But I also understand that a lot of our people aren't the one who are targeting these businesses. Like they have undercover cops that are starting the riots um, mm -hmm. and the looting. Um, it's a lot of people that aren't, you know, people, not black people that are like starting, you know, the looting. And although we, you know, we'll get into that, but we appreciate like the support and everything. It's not all black people that are starting the looting, but that's the narrative that has grown, unfortunately. So, right. It's like, we, we, we get the agenda, we get the rage and the outrage and, and all of that, but it's like, please stay focused y'all. Like, and I, I also get on the flip side, it's like in the midst of all this, how are we supposed to know it's a black owned business, you know? Right. right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, if you don't know, like, damn, do your research. Cause it's like, now you look stupid. Now you just messed up a whole bunch of black owned businesses who came from the same hood you came from or who came from the same struggle that you came from. And now you set them all the way back and they going through the same thing you going through. So on top of COVID on top of, you know, racial injustice, now they got to deal with this. Right. Yeah, but then too, Des, like, we can't say, like, I haven't seen any businesses where the black people are the first people to, like, throw the brick through the wall. You know, we, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. So that's why I try to be careful to say, like, we, we look stupid, this, this, and that, because we don't really know who's doing it. But I guess I would. And when I say we, I'm not even just saying, I'm saying we with which means us and any allies. So anybody who's oh, yeah. out there for us, that's when I, when I say we, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. So I don't just mean black people. Cause I'm like, you're right. I don't, I don't know who's throwing the first, you know, brick or breaking the window or whatever, but whoever it is, if you're on our side, realize that that makes us as a whole people and, and group look dumb because now it's like, y'all still hurt y'all own people. Right. But right. then to your point, there's people who are not with us and who are just doing stuff to make it look like it was us, like you mentioned. So it's real tough to say who's doing what, but just to put it out there, I'm like, y'all, please do y'all's research and please protect these black businesses. Cause I saw a video, I think I sent it to you in Atlanta. I love Atlanta um, and I love Waffle House. <laughs> and Ew. they were, 
Yeah, <laughs> they were going through, you know, going through the motions like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, like, nah, nah, y'all not about to do this to Waffle House. And it wasn't the Waffle House employees. It was us. Right. Like, and when I say us now, I mean like us, like black people. Mm-hmm. It was like, nah. And I was like, that's dope. It was funny because I was like, I know I rock with Waffle House like that. But it's like, it's funny because we went so hard for them that even in that moment, we could come to and go, nah, this ain't it. Y'all can't, y'all can't mess with them like that. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I just think if we had that knowledge or we did the research in advance or if there was some way to know, you know, who's with us versus not. So it's not even just black owned. It's like even if there are non-black owned businesses but there are allies like we should we should protect them too right no for sure so absolutely so you know crazy times i mean we talk about like how difficult it is to be like black now i mean it's (laughs) it's always been just so tough yeah to be a, a black person in america um i was listening to brother malcolm Malcolm X, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Um, I really entered the chat room. He has entered the chat. His spirit is with us. I was, <laughs> I was listening to an interview he did like in the 60s. It was like in 63. And he was saying that the common misconception that we have, that white people have is that, or just any people really, is that we're trying to be equal to them, right? Like, we're looking for Mm -hmm. equality. We want, like, equal rights because we want to be equal. But something I really like that he said is that there is no person on the, like, no race of people on this earth that is a criteria for which equality is measured, specifically white people, as it relates to black people. So we're not trying to be equal to black people. I mean, to white people is what he said. He said basically what equality is, is for us to be able to develop our own potential, our own like capability, the right to stand on our own land, um, the right to bring like have our own society. So like complete freedom separate of other people. So I thought that was really interesting because I think like may I don't know, like within the last before like the last two years maybe I always was on the side of like MLK like peace and you know roses and we're all gonna get along and like let's all hold hands and sing you know we shall overcome we shall overcome (laughs) I was that person but like recent like today like I'm like "Mm," like Malcolm was on to something like We've had it messed up this whole time. We've been trying to be equal. We wanted to be in the same schools. We wanted to, like, drink out of the same water fountain when, like, our foundation should have been, like, building something for Black people by Black people. Like, us having our Mm -hmm. own. Like, if you decide to integrate, you know, whatever, but always, like, having our own shit. And I think even in today's society, like, not trying to be equal to anyone. Like, I think it's really important. And I'm going, like, probably on a rant right now, but... That's why no, 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 you're onto something. That's why it's just really important for us, like again, like small businesses, like not, you know, as 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 best as we can, not destroying those businesses because it's like probably a thousand times more difficult for black people to get like small business loans. Um, you know, um, it's it's more difficult for us to get approved for things. Like we just have a more difficult time doing everything. Because uh, we don't have a lot of generational wealth. So I just say that to say I have, I think, stepped over from like MLK, peace, we all should overcome. And now I'm trying to like transition my mind to like how can like what can we do specifically for black people, like the betterment of black people and not trying to be equal, but trying to like just save our people essentially is where I am right now. And so. Yeah. And you know. mentioned. um the need for us to create things kind of by black people for black people. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't know, um, and you know, I I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, so from Alabama, but went to OU. And that's not too far from Tulsa, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. And what a lot of people don't know, especially black people, we need to know our history because in 1921, a group of white people, they burned down what we would call like black uh wall street Mm -hmm. and that was in tulsa yeah they burned it to the ground and it consisted of some of the richest wealthiest people in the black community they were they they were here in that black wall street right Mm -hmm. they 
they dropped bombs from an airplane, you know, and all type of stuff. And it was like a whole thing. But nobody really ever heard about it because they try to write it out of our history. Yep. You know? And so I feel like you made a good point as far as like, oh, we need to try to build stuff by us for us. It's like we did that. They destroyed it. They destroyed it. it, yep. But but now it's a big deal when we are acting like how they did to us. Right. And you know, and so it is is very difficult. Um, to the ally. That's why I, I'm really big on the allies that we do have. Let's embrace them and protect them like our own. Yeah. Because we don't have many allies. Definitely you know? not. So I agree. Um, there needs to be more stuff by black people for black people. It's crazy because I'm also on a thin line of yes, do that, but then also, damn, that feels like segregation again. So it's like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It is tough. It's a tough place to be in. I don't know, like, modern day, right? Like, modern day, I don't know, like, how that would work. Um, but I, I definitely um, understand where he was coming from, honestly, yeah. because we live um, in a country where we'll never, like we probably won't see our kids probably won't see i don't know what generation will see what a black man what an actual black person uh being free looks like and when i and what i mean by being free is where our lives aren't disposable we aren't seen as violent we aren't feared just because of the color of our skin like we have access to resources for us to be successful for us to have generational wealth for us to have our own banks um you know things like that I don't know at what point, you know, when we're going to actually see that. And it's simply because, like, America has never regarded us as citizens, you know, of this country. Like, Black people have always been seen as second-class citizens. I think, like, even at one point, like, there was a clause in the Constitution where we were considered three-fifths of a man. So, like, subhuman. That is crazy. Subhuman, like, equivalent to, like, a cow or, you know something uh, a animal essentially mm-hmm. um a commodity that could be bought or sold at the will of a master that's how a black person a human being was seen and it's still seen today honestly like people mm-hmm. still see us that way they still don't see us as humans and so that's why i think we're seeing like so many like we the thing about it is, is that's crazy too, is our in our generation, like we're just seeing everything. This has been going on for years. Like mm-hmm. it's never stopped. Um, we just see it because of social media, but I think that's why we feel as though now more so than ever, because we're seeing it, that black lives are, are disposable. And that's just because we've never been seen um, or regarded as a human. Um, oh yeah. Unfortunately. We see hashtags today. And it's like, how many hashtags would there really be had there been camera phones oh, X man. amount of years ago? Yeah. And it's like, this shit didn't just start happening. We just started seeing it. Exactly. Like, like the whole, um, stuff with Ahmad running that, that happened months ago. Yeah. We just now saw it. That is sad because people go so far to so many links or so many links to, to save that stuff. Like, hide it cover to cover it up, it up. these are mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. This is somebody's son somebody's brother like y'all don't even care oh no no they, they don't care because they, they don't see us as human and um like i'll i'll have to like i'll leave it on our story somewhere for anyone if you're interested but i talked to i remember you and i were having a conversation the other day and i was telling you how i watched that documentary on uh the kkk on netflix and how they specifically and explicitly explain that like it's a race war like they are prepared for a race war like they are so afraid that black people are going to retaliate for the year hundreds hundreds of years of oppression and injustices that they've done on our people that they like they've built all this ammo thinking it's going to be like we're going to retaliate and try to have like a race war to like you know, dissolve all white people from the world, um, which is the, the craziest that the thing. They can't exist is is, is crazy. It's crazy. It still exists. Like, how is that shit still even a thing? When wasn't there like a rule a, a while ago that was like, if it's a group of like X amount of people or more, it's a gang or something like that? Oh, I, so, I don't know. I've never heard that, but that's the biggest gang I know. Something like that well, I had heard. Well, you know what? Make America Great Again. MAGA is actually the biggest gang. I know. It was like what, Magonite the other night? Like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. What does when that the, even mean? When the president of the United States calls for violence to the White House, we already knew we were in trouble four years ago, bro. But we are in trouble if we have the leader of the free world. Supposedly, yeah. Enticing violence on a social media platform. That is why we have to use our voice and even even our platform, Chels, like this platform, like this is our shit, right? Like yeah. we need to take the time. And when I say we, again, this is everyone who is for us, right? Need to take the time to use your platform. Silence does not tarnish your brand. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, speaking up does right. not tarnish your brand, right? Mm-hmm. If anything, silence does tarnish your brand because it's condoning the bad behavior you know what i'm saying so i saw a post that i really liked and it said something like if there are a thousand good cops and 10 bad cops but the thousand good cops don't report or stop the 10 bad cops we now have a thousand and ten bad cops Mm. and i was like Mm -hmm. that that's real Mm -hmm. because I can't just stand around and see somebody do something that's not morally correct. And, and, and I'm, I'm still supposed to be morally like what? Right. Like, come on, bro. You got to stand for something. Don't I actually was on, I don't know if you follow them. Um, it's like a food channel called Buzzfeed. Oh yeah. I follow them. Yeah. So they made a post, um, that said they, they spoke on basically what's going on. Um, and they were an ally and, um, I was going through the comments and some people is crazy. Their comments were like, stick to just posting food. I'm not following you to hear this. Stay out of politics, X, Y, Z. Yep. And of course, n- none of these people were black. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's so crazy because you want to live, you want to make up this world and live in this bubble and act like this is not going on. And that shit is so crazy to me. You're just like, oh, I didn't follow you for this. Unfollow. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't avoid it, bruh. Like, you can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I that's something totally separate about, like, people speaking up. I've seen some, you know, we talk about, like, cancel culture. And I've seen Damn. so many people, like, now B. Simone is added to the list of cancel. Someone well, who's in, And Desi Banks. And I cancel. feel like cancel, like, and I mean, they're canceled for not speaking up. And like, I've even heard that Sean King is canceled, but that's something totally separate. Uh huh. Okay, yes. well, that's separate. But because wait, correction, Desi is canceled for saying something. He said something people didn't like. But and I mean, same and thing. They canceled as, him. Same thing as B. Simone. She basically went to say that she's a Christian, she's a child of God, and mm-hmm. um, that she will not like. Basically, she doesn't engage in any like thing because she's going to show love. Did she not know that that Christ Jesus was like crucified? I think she forgot about that, like the whole right. story and the violence and you know all of that. Like just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't have feelings and you're not angry and you don't stand up for social injustice and you don't stand Facts. up for people in your community that are being treated unfairly. That that doesn't that doesn't make you a Christian. Sorry, ma'am. If and you the thought thing it is. is the way that the way that they got their followers, we know how y'all y'all portray the hoodest of hood oh, people okay, in yes. y'all's videos, yes. especially Desi. And it's like I like I like him. I like B Simone too. Mm-hmm. But it's like the audacity of people to to use our culture for likes and follows. But when it comes to standing up for the people who made that culture, you're like, oh well, I'm a back away. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. When all your followers back away, let me know how that goes. Cause it's like that's <laughs> trash to me. Like you don't you don't sit there and use us for your benefit. And then when it comes to standing up for us and people who look like you and even you, because I bet you if this happened to somebody in their family, God forbid, right? Right. They would be all for it. But a lot of people are okay with turning the cheek because it's like, well, it's not affecting me directly. Mm-hmm. But- oh, but it is. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think in the case of like a B. Simone or a Desi, like you said, who have made their careers off of black culture, who are now saying things about Christianity and religion, but talk about popping that ass and, 
you know, my boyfriend, this and that. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like the hypocrisy is the issue for me. Um, That's the issue. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be a hypocrite. Like, if you're going to talk, scream Christian, like, okay, let's talk about all this. How you talking about sex and, you know, busting it wide open and all that stuff and stealing somebody, man. Let's talk about that type of stuff because I'm sure that goes against, you know, the Christian value system. (laughs) So, like, like, let's just be real. Like, y'all don't want to lose those of the corporate sponsorships and the opportunities given out by the white man. Um, you feel like if you speak up, those endorsements and those checks and all those shows and stuff, uh, and all those BT uh, awards you get to go, all that bullshit, you don't think you'll be able to get to go to the award shows and stuff like that. You're you're going right. to lose all your business, essentially. So, Y'all should have just stayed quiet. I mean, that... Uh, you know if i mean if you if what you were gonna say added no value you should have just been quiet i mean because at least we can't say that you said some dumb shit now it can be like is she for real yeah like i literally just got a text and somebody was like i'm geeked because i didn't like be simone the way that she just made this hole for herself and it's like oh i liked i liked her i liked her person i like her as a tv personality but i will lose disrespect for people that feel like have a platform and are not speaking on their yeah. platform and it's yeah that's that's really all it is i don't really have a lot of respect for you but these celebrities like there are no one to idolize um i mean yeah. that's really all it is honestly but yeah i mean you know it, it is what it is i want to talk about karen our friend your friend that i don't <laughs> i don't that ain't my friend bro i don't fuck, <laughs> i don't fuck with karen Sorry. We don't deal with Karen. Bro, I really don't even know a Karen in real life. But um, you know, so this is the thing. I saw social media is so funny. Like black people, like the world does not. I tweeted this other day. The world does not deserve us because even in times where we're hurting, we can still find things to be like funny. We can mm-hmm. sp- still find a light somewhere. So I saw a post on Twitter where they had. <laughs> ah, it's so funny. It was basically describing the different phases of a Karen. So a Karen starts off as a Becky from 19 to 35. And then <laughs> she goes to a Karen from 35 to 45. And then she, you know, blossoms into Susan from 45 to 60. And then <laughs> 65 and up, she's Gertrude. Which I thought was so funny. I said social media is stupid like they really went through the different phases as karen ages but like in all seriousness like karen man listen Mm -hmm. a white woman playing the damsel in distress like the world eats that shit up it's like the world stops no questions are asked we don't seek to understand the situation we don't um you know, look at Emmett Till. Try to figure anything out. Like we just mm-hmm. immediately, not we, I mean America immediately attacks and like like they immediately react to that shit while we'll have a black body like laying in the street for hours before, you know, someone even gets to that. Okay. So I already don't really fuck with the police like that and I don't want to generalize all police because I do have some police officers that are African American in my family um, that are good police officers Um, but even like when my dad died the way they handled his case like he was in the home by himself for hours and it's because the cops forgot to go to him because a cop had been shot in the leg across town he was in the house for hours after he had passed away yeah mm-hmm. wow they had like he was supposed to like go out and um they were supposed to go out and like respond they didn't they forgot because he wow. because a police officer had gotten shot so that that's something that like plays with me all the time like um yeah that that really fucks with me a lot just because mm-hmm. any t- like it's like any anyone is better than a black person essentially like if a if a dog and you know I'm an animal lover, you are too. But if a dog gets like brutalized by I don't know someone, you're a fucking gorilla. They're going to like run, you know, mm-hmm. to that. But a black person, like they'll leave you in the street, you know, for hours. Or you know, it's just it's it's so sad. And it and it and the 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 biggest culprits that I can say right 
right now are Karens. And that's because that's where the shit starts. They are birthing these kids. They are raising these people. Um, they themselves are doing the injustices, just as like that that lady that's in the re- the news recently for like Oh, why. Amy Cooper is her name. A- thank Let's you. Say. Okay, Amy Cooper. <laughs> Amy Cooper. Um, prime example of a Karen. Um, yep. And that shit happens every day, and it's just so unfortunate. Um, I don't know. CNN, um, that's how you know Karen is an issue, all the Karens, because CNN had a damn article about Karen. Oh, wow. Like, a whole article, bro. Yep. So they basically define Karen, and I wrote it down, so I say it verbatim. So these are not my words. Okay. CNN. And she quotes. Right, facts. And you quote. Karen is someone who throws a tantrum at Starbucks, who asks to speak to a manager at the slightest inconvenience, Mm -hmm. who uses tears to get what she wants, who calls police (laughs) on black people for anything. So, a.k.a. Amy Cooper, Mm -hmm. because the guy asked her to leash her dog at Central Park. Yep. Um, At Central Park, bro. I'm sorry. Like, just let's talk about, like, we're not talking about, but just think about all the shit that happened. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just got pissed. Um, So, Karen and the way that they, the, the, the Karens move is synonymous with casual or modern day racism Mm -hmm. and they they feel like they have this privilege right um and it's and it's crazy because i want to i want to kill some misconceptions so a lot of people think that only black people use the term karen or um we're the only people who think that's a thing and it's like we're not so (laughs) dane cook is a white comedian um, he used the term Karen back in like 2005, something around there in one of his skits. And he used it to refer to the friend that nobody likes. He named her Karen. Oh. Yeah. Then to drop some knowledge, cause you know, they're trying to erase our history. Mm-hmm. So back in like slave times, um, black slave used the term Mrs. Ann. Mrs. That Ann? Was- Yes, that was their equivalent of Karen, right? Hear me out. So they use it to refer to a white woman um, who basically wanted to exert her power that she didn't really have um, over the black slaves, right? Right. So if you look at it, and it's funny how people say like, oh, history repeats itself because it really freaking does. Karen is today's Miss Anne. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, and like you said, before there was Karen, there was barbecue Becky who caught the cops on the black people, the barbecue in the public park, like two years ago. Don't and recall. then now there's the Amy Coopers. Yes, you do. That was the woman who had the phone up to her face and she was a meme, this white chick. And she called the cops on people having a barbecue at a public park. And they called her barbecue Becky. You're going to have to Google it. I definitely like, have oh. to. Yeah, I definitely yes. have to. Yeah. And then now we have the Amy Coopers of the world who she's still a Karen. She called the cops on the guy um, who, have you seen this man? He is the least harmful looking man. I have, black man that I've ever seen. Actually, not even just black. He is the least harmful looking man. He looks like a Carlton. Sorry, guy. That's offensive. But if you think Carlton from Fresh Prince (laughs) is scary, then you're going to think this guy's scary because he ain't. And so, but she called the cops on him because she was having one of her tantrums, but she wasn't in Starbucks. She was in Central Park. And she was upset because her dog wasn't on a leash. Not only was her dog not on a leash, but when she tried to call the cops and have her tantrum and say that this man was threatening her life, she's basically killing her dog in the process, choking right. this damn dog. Yes. And I'm like, come on, Karen, get it together because you're you killing little dog. Killing, and they took their dog. I'm so happy. But they took yes. her ass to, to jail. That, that, yes. wasn't it. that wasn't enough to simply take Somebody, her dog. Sorry. Like, ultimately, like, the with the Karen concept, I could go on this rant forever, but I'm going to stop. So, with the Karen concept, like, it's basically, for people who don't understand, it's more than hysterics and being funny and, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's, Karen is a real-ass thing. Might not be her real name, but that that mindset it's like a karen syndrome like short people syndrome it's Mm -hmm. like a karen syndrome and it's really about trying to control black people by exerting this 
power you ain't got homie and it and it they try to weaponize us and you saw it if you looked at the um the amy cooper video mm-hmm. where she just started trying to be real fake and oh my gosh he's threatening my life and do you know that man could have died but you over here crying and whining on social media and what i call the karen cycle right they they do shit they get caught they cry about it and then they whine and go i'm not a racist <laughs> Uh, what are you? Because yeah, right. if that man would have lost his life, then what? But you mad that you lost, what, your job, the dog you almost killed, but he would have lost his whole life, and you would have had to live with that the same way the chick lived with that when she said Emmett Till did shit he didn't do, and now that 14-year-old boy is dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's honestly, that's not even, you know, the beginning of it. If you saw the movie uh, Just Mercy, did you see that? With Jamie Foxx. I haven't yet, which is crazy because oh I'm from Alabama. So. That is absolutely insane that you haven't seen that. <laughs> um, but that talks about, like, the story of, like, Walter McMillan, um, who they alleged murdered um, an 18-year-old white girl, of course. This man was never even, like, he had, you know, people that could testify he was at the house. It didn't matter. This man sat in prison for, I know it was over, oh gosh, like 20 years. He lost so much of his life. And this is something we've seen time and time again, like modern day, you know, white woman dates black men, gets pissed off at black men, and then like, you know, yells rape. And then that man goes to prison. Like, that's just another form of Karen. She's been around for years. Like, when she doesn't get what she wants, she retaliates. Um, And unfortunately, you know, that's caused a lot of people like black men to lose their lives or like rot in prison for you know crime they didn't commit but just simply because the white woman the white woman's word is always bond and I don't understand that because we've seen time and time again like white women just lying like explicitly blatantly lies so I mean you know the Karen thing like I don't I don't really think it's funny I mean, I get it. I get the humor around it. You know, how black people do the, the culture thing. We make something funny. Um, it's not funny. I don't like Karens yeah. and I want Karens to go away. Go away. Yeah, that's, a, that's the I'm best way to say it. Karen, yeah, I want them to like go away. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just one way. You know, that's one form of like modern day racism. Um, mm-hmm. Along with, you know, being denied jobs because you're black. Um, so if we talk about like unequal treatment in the workplace, like how racism plays a part in that, um, how again, like racism is like having, I, I don't know the percentages, but I know so many black people and people of color are in prison at a much oh, yeah. higher rate than any other race. I'm almost sure. Um, Facts, which means a lot of those people, depending on their degree of crime, right? can't fucking vote exactly exactly (laughs) which is crazy yeah because we're probably the most affected by a lot of the shit that goes on in america but we're the most in prison right so then we have it's just all jacked yeah i mean it's and then to home ownership for like from like you know the percentage of black homeowners being significantly lower than like any other race specifically white people it's just different ways um (laughs) Racism, I mean, it's here. It still exists for sure. We're seeing it every day. It's just unfortunate now that um, it's so blatant and it's like no one cares. Like police officers, people who are like sworn to protect you, give no fuck. Like are on, I've seen videos that have made me cringe. Like, Like literally sent chills and anger and rage through my body. And... Even just like in the recent, um, the this week, last week, recently, I've seen like them be overly violent with pe- not only people of color but like all people, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, I saw a white guy with no eye because the guy, a cop, shot him dead in the yes. face with a rubber bullet because oh. he was an ally. So uh. I'm like, I don't want people that hear this to think, oh, we're anti. We're not. We're not. We're anti bullshit that's happened to us in our allies yeah no absolutely like i have like white friends and i'm so proud like i know when we had our um when we talked on um episode two i was like you know with all this going on like it doesn't seem like people are really standing up like 
so many of the people that I like, um, you know, converse with or like just have friends that are of different races have really stood up um, and stepped up in this time and have used their platforms and not just their platforms for social media, but like personally calling and saying like, I'm here with you. I hope you know that like, I'm, I feel you. I understand you. I hear you. Like it, it, it's been very, I, I, it, I don't know. I, it feels really good to know that people understand you and they are like standing with you. So I've seen a lot of support. Um, I don't know about you personally, like the people that in your life are of, of other races, if you feel like you've had that support or have seen them become allies or if they're just kind of like on the sidelines. You know, um, I posted an article recently um, and I didn't write the article, um, but it was on like a website called Refinery something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was entitled dear white people, your black colleagues are not okay. Oh Um, yeah. And I posted that and I got a lot of attention um, on one of the platforms that I'm on because of that. Right. Right. Um, And it was, it was all mostly, it was all positive, like 99.9% positive. Um, And from that, some of my old coworkers who I love, um, they reached out uh, one, the first one who reached out was a, a white guy. Um, actually, no, no, no. I lied. A white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she reached out. Um, I really appreciated that. And she was transparent. She was like, yo, like, I can only imagine. I have never gone through this, of course. Right. But help me help you. Aww. And I'm trying to put together an action plan on things that, you know, we can do. She's a C-level, you know, executive at a large corporation. I love right? it. Um, and she was like, hey, I want to make this action plan and I want to, I want you to help me. I want to bounce it off of you, right? Right. Um, I also had a white guy who reached out to me. He's like, hey, I saw your the article you posted. I don't really know. I want to help. You know I'm an ally. Um, my struggle is I, I don't know what I can do. Right. Right. Um, so I think that's a struggle a lot of time um, that we have allies. And, and sometimes we're so quick to jump on people's cases and go, why are you silent? Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes if, if I was white, I don't know if I would know what to do. But I know that I would probably go ass. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's a struggle is that we, we need to, instead of jumping on people's cases, sometimes you got some people who really genuinely do not know what to do, but they want to help. So I think part of our job also as a people is to help educate other people who might not be in the know, might not follow, you know, the Sean Kings or whoever else to, to be so up on everything. Mm-hmm. And they're also, they're not black. They're not tied into the black community like that. So they might not even know where to go to look to find some of this stuff. So part of our job is to educate them and not just try to attack some people. Not saying that that's, that's what we're doing. But some people have a tendency to jump the gun and assume that some people's silence is permanent and not temporary until they can figure out what they're trying to do. Right. And I I think a a large part of that, too, is just like us organizing as a people. And like, um, I understand completely like the rage and the outcry and like how we are responding. I understand it's just because we we're like we've tried everything else. Like, what else can we do? Nothing else is working. But I feel like in some sort of way, we all need to, like, organize and come together and have, like, a plan to hit them where it's going to really hurt, whether that's through boycotting or whatever. I don't have the answers, of course, but I'm just Mm -hmm. saying whatever it is, I feel like we need a little some more structure. Like, we need some, some, some leaders to, like, step up and, like, assist in this process because otherwise it's just going to be, like, people fighting, you know, for our rights marching protesting looting but like what is the best way to really approach this to get change yep because like it's like we were we we peacefully protested in multiple ways Mm -hmm. and people took that peacefulness for a way to ignore right right and then kaepernick started kneeling and pissed people off yeah and that he was okay with pissing people off and you know i love that i'm okay with pissing people right So I was all for Kaepernick, still am. I'm with Kaepernick all day, every day. And he got blackballed for silently, peacefully 
protesting. Right. But now, now we're shaking shit up, and now protests are turned into riots, and now they're like, oh my god, why do y'all have to be so violent? (laughs) Where was that? (laughs) Did did y'all not see Kaepernick? Right. Or y'all did, but y'all the same people who were sitting there throwing stones at him because he was kneeling. And it's like, we can't win for losing. You want us to be silent and peaceful and kneel? Or you want us to graffiti y'all's businesses and make a big scene? Because honestly, I feel like, and I can't speak for everybody, we don't want to make a big scene. We ain't got this type of time, bro. So people are throwing these fits and acting all shocked and wondering why we're reacting the way we're reacting right now. And it's like, bruh. We, we tried the peaceful way. We tried the kneeling. Y'all bitched about that. Right. Now y'all bitching about this. And it's like, we can't win for losing. So what do y'all want us to do? I mean, they want us to be compliant. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, we've allowed you on American soil for these years. Like, accept that we've allowed you to be here and be silent. Like, shut up. That's what they want. They want us to just be compliant and, like, accept whatever it is that they give us. And that shit is not going to happen. We're not turning, like, the other cheek anymore. Like, we want some real change. We're not just going to, like, sit here and be peaceful and hope that you accept us and hope that you, you know, stop treating us uh, unfairly. And so I just think, like, they want us to, like, just be still and not say shit and just accept whatever it is. But people are fed up and we're not doing it anymore, especially, like, now that we're seeing the shit. We can't just sit up and, like, allow people to do that and not do anything. Yeah, and I just feel like back to the whole, like, you know, people having fits about what's going on and why aren't you guys, why do you guys have to react in violence and all of that. It's like, bro, we tried to have a freaking hashtag, Black Lives Matter, and what y'all do? All lives matter. Blue lives matter. Oh, gosh. I cannot. Dog lives matter. Because Harambe's life, exactly, Harambe's life seems to matter Animal more than us. Animal lives matter. Insect and lives like, matter. Thank you. Ocean lives matter. Shut <laughs> Everything, Everything like, except black people. It could literally be like, my my building lives ma- life matters. Stop fucking burning shit. Shut the fuck up. It's like everything matters except for black lives. And I'm sick of it. And, it, I, mm-hmm. and like, no, it's like the most insensitive thing when someone says black lives matter to come back and say all lives matter, because then that means you're part of the problem. You don't see the issue. Everyone else's life has been already has mattered. It, there's no question about it. There's no special legislation that has to be put in place for you to be able to vote. There's no special legislation for you to be able to go and go to the same sonic that a white person does. Your life has always mattered. Always. So the yep. fact that we say black lives matter because our lives have never mattered and we want our lives to matter and you come back and say all lives matter it's the most disrespectful thing and you are part of the problem you're absolutely a part of the problem and so I think people really need to stop saying that like they just need to stop like we don't want to hear that we know your life matters people exactly And and I think a lot of people don't understand what it means and and it's like us saying black lives matter don't mean your life don't matter but like you said you've never had to make a point or convince anybody that your life matters right like, and to your point earlier about the whole us being three-fifths a person i don't recall y'all being three-fifths a person no at from my recollection y'all was five-fifths a Bitch, whole ass 100 percent human <laughs> being okay exactly and it's like People just really don't get it. And it's like, even the the riot and stuff, and it's like, do you realize that gay people had to acquire their rights through what? Rioting. Exactly. Do you realize, and Stonewall, and then do you realize that women acquired their rights through rioting? Right. And it's like, but, like, do you think that slaves were just made free all of a sudden? They were like, you know what? today's the day let's just let them out right no bro like i'm sorry we ain't had it that easy and it's like it just goes to show how deep the privilege mindset and the karen syndrome really freaking is for you to sit there and try to take everything and put a negative spin on oh my god the riots oh my god all lives matter oh my and it's oh my god kaepernick's kneeling 
what you want us to do, bro? And I'm like, it's it's annoying. And that's rhetorical as hell. It's like, I don't, you ain't going to tell me how I'm going to move. But what do you expect us to do? I really would like to know. Um, and I, I think you saw, I think I sent it to you or posted it. I don't know. There's this lady um, named Jane Elliott. Did you see that video? Mm -mm. I did not. Um, white lady named Jane Elliott. Um, she's an educator on like racial issues. I don't know her exact title, but it's something along those lines. Um, she did this. I don't know if it was like a, I don't know if it's like a class or what. I think it might have been um, part of her educational courses. And she was in a big auditorium, big room type of thing with a bunch of people. And she said, um, I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand up. Nobody do you think up. anybody stood up? Mm -hmm. She repeated it and was like, oh, I don't think y'all understood the question. Repeated it. Nobody moved. So she was like, nobody is standing. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for us. Yep, I saw that. That was powerful, honestly. It was. Honestly. It was. Because, it, I mean, nobody, who's going to say yeah to that? They know how we're treated. Exactly. Like, that would be a lie. So, so then why is it okay for us to be treated like Like, if, if you're sitting, we would, we would love to be in y'all position to sit and say, nah. Right. But instead, y'all are sitting also watching us be treated this way. But you know what? I mean, honestly, like, if, yeah, you should know just, like, you should have a moral compass and just, like, you should know that. Well, you have a president who <laughs> supports, um, you know, racism openly on all platforms possible and all sorts of racism, like racism against all you know, all people, Hispanic people, black people, yeah. uh, Asian people, all types of people, Jews, women. He don't discriminate, he, but he did. He, anyone <laughs> basically outside of white people. Um, white men. Mm -hmm. White men, yeah. Um, like when you have someone like that that's doing, it makes it okay. That, that's, that's why we're seeing, like, I feel like the, K, I mean, the KKK, they haven't gone anywhere, right? But it hasn't been promoted by like a president that it's okay to like be racist or be a part of these anti-black or anti-Asian or anti-Mexican or anti-Hispanic um, or gangs. I like to call them gangs because that's what it is. It's like, we have a president that's saying, and it's two pictures, right? It's a tale mm -hmm. of two parts of America. One is the part where we have uh, white people with guns um, at the, like, you know, like yelling, spitting in police's face because they want to go get their nails done or they want to go back to work when the government is giving them funding for being off work during a pandemic. Those people are classified as very good people. These are very good people. Work with them. They just want to get back to work. But then on the other hand, we have the other side where there's black people who are protesting, um, protesting for rights to be you know seen to be treated like a human being and they're labeled as thugs so when you like white america or anyone anybody who's like anti-black when they see that i mean that's shit that's just like oh okay you open the floodgates we got to run mm -hmm. we got to run through them like you said it was okay it's cool our president is saying this damn we good then you know, like the the mask is what it, what is it called? What do they call the things that the the KKK put on their face? It's called hood. The hood is off. Mm -hmm. We can do this shit in plain sight now. No need to hide behind this anymore because our president doesn't. Oh yeah, he horrible. Like he's horrible, which is why everybody listening to this podcast and all y'all's friends need to go vote. Please, this man out of freaking office. There is no way this can happen again. Oh my gosh, you know, and I think that's a whole that's a whole another podcast episode, but. Yes. As it gets closer to like election time, I think it'll be really important for us to like hop back on and talk, not just about voting for president, but also vote, voting for like state and like local, you know, 
representatives mm-hmm. and people who are going to actually be implementing things in the places that we live. So I think that's really important too, but yeah, yeah November, November is almost on us. And I'm really hoping that the turn of events that we're seeing in America will really, you know, soften a lot of people's hearts and really show who Trump is. And uh, I'm hoping we'll see that, you know, Oh, we see who he in is in November. <laughs> We just need to get his ass out of office. We ain't got to see it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm over it. I'm over him. So hopefully we'll see that in the coming days. I mean, in the coming months as the election comes, but we'll see. But, you know, yep. I was reading a lot. I know we've had like so many tragic events recently, and I'm sure there are tons that we don't even know about. Um, with George Floyd being the most recent prior to that, Breonna Taylor, prior to that, Ahmaud Arbery. Like, I know there are just so many others, again, that we aren't able to talk about, but I've been just doing, like, a lot of research to try to understand how I can stay informed, firstly, like, how I can know everything about our history, you know, understand, like, legislations and laws and things, things, I just want to be able to have a really good understanding of, like, how we as Black people can really make, you know, changes that we're going to see, um, because I think one one thing that Malcolm X was saying on his the same interview I watched was that, you know, we have all the civil rights leaders and everyone who have been fighting at this point, he said, for over 100 years, but we still don't see any change. Like, we're still saying, seeing the same things happening today that were happening, like, hundreds of years ago. How is, mm-hmm. how is that okay? So that, that means there at some point there's been a gap in, like, actual concrete change. Not just putting laws into place and saying, here, okay, you're free, but us actually being free as a people in America. Like, how I'm trying to, like, understand, like, what I can personally do, you know, Mm -hmm. to impact that. And I think, like, I think it starts with just knowledge. So, like, I've been reading um, this book uh, by Claude Anderson. It's called Poweronomics. Poweronomics. Like, economics, poweronomics. But... I'm just now getting into it, um, but it's just really great to say, like, other alternatives and, like, how to really create and how to create change and how to, like, generate. This book, it's just really good because it, like, proposes new concepts that, like, teach Black people, like, new ways to see, think, and behave in situations where race, like, where we're having matters of race and, like, how we can just really create change. Um, So I'm doing that, like, reading a lot of books. Um, I also found this really cool app called Black Wallet. And so basically, um, it's free. It's on, like, all platforms that you can download apps on your phone. And it's a directory for, like, all of the local Black businesses in your community. And it's anything Hmm. from restaurants to banks to um, real estate um, agents to cupcake shops like it has everything and so I want to be more intentional about like spending money in the black community and so that's a really cool app the black wallet um and then I also found some really cool tools um on social media like on ways that we can donate uh there is this organization called campaign zero and basically it's an online platform and organization that utilizes research-based policy solutions to end police brutality. Um, mm. And then there's also another one called Unicorn Riot, and it's a nonprofit organization um, that's dedicated to exposing root causes of dynamic social and environmental issues. So again, Campaign Zero and Unicorn Riot are some really cool resources and some additional ways that you know you can help out love it so the only thing that i would add to it i really like all the resources that you said i think they're dope i'm even going to put myself up on some of those especially the black wallet one um and maybe that can come in handy when people are protesting Mm -hmm. just saying absolutely Um, (laughs) (laughs) there's also uh an article out there that i sent one of the people who reached out to me um that were trying to figure out like what can they do um there's an article by Medium, so it's on medium.com, okay. um, and it's called or entitled 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial, racial Justice. Okay. Um, so it's an exhaustive list, um, 75 things that, that white people can do. And I know it says white people, but I, I mean, I, I would take this list as inclusive of 
all people. Yes. Um, anybody can do these things on this list. Um, I think they probably just called it out because they're the people who I think are trying to figure out most what they can do right. and educate themselves, which I appreciate. Yep. But that is out there also. Um, just want to throw that out there. Absolutely. I think um, that's a really great tool. Um, I'll, I'll definitely check that article out as well. Um, I've had people, you know, just kind of like check on me, but I'm sure there are lots of people who don't know what to do. And uh, it'll be really cool to be able to, you know, to provide them additional ways that actually can create some change, like, aside from looting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do that, guys. Like, do. don't do that. Because like, <laughs> we don't want that. You know, we don't want to be perceived as people who are just, you know, burning businesses. But thank you, guys. Like, any allies that we have that are, like, listening or that, like, have checked on, like, any of the, like, Black people that are in your life, whether that's a friend, a coworker, associate, neighbor, um, and then, like, have spoken up to use their voice, marching with us, uh, standing up against police brutality and, like, racism. Thank you, guys. Like, we really, really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, we really feel like that that is what's going to help create actual change. Um, we appreciate you guys. Um, we, we need you. Like, we can't do it by ourselves. In order to create some change and stop racism like we absolutely need support from allies so just shout out to you guys who are you know joining in with us for the movement to freedom actual freedom not just written on a piece of paper but actual lived freedom that we live and breathe every day so yeah guys thank you guys for listening again we want to make sure that everyone is staying safe like, stay safe, guys. Like, don't, like, like, if the curfew is set for 8 p.m., be at the house, in the house at 7.30, okay? Because these people are not playing with the curfew. So, stay safe. Like, make the best decisions possible. Like, I, I really hope that we're able to see some sort of change um, and some sort of justice um, for these lives that we've lost here recently. Um, so, yeah, guys, be sure to subscribe, rate. Uh, and leave us a review. We definitely want to continue to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, We want this to be as interactive as possible. So if you guys have topics that you want us to talk about or questions or anything like that, please feel free to let us know, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.